Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Bob Simons, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. You are 
tuned in to a live broadcast tonight. And that song by Timothy Spell, This Is That, I told Abe as that was playing, that's our song we always open this program with. I'll never get tired of that song. I like everything about it. I like the words. I like the music. I like everything about it. And, uh, in fact, tonight my broadcast is going to be about that song just about. Hey, good to have you with us. Pastor Bob Simons, the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. And we broadcast every Sunday night from 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time on 12.30 a.m. That's a that's a um, oldies station here in Dickinson. And we wanted to be on this station. We wanted to be uh, reaching out to the, our, our city here. And so that's why we decided on this station. It's been about uh, 19 years now that we've been doing that. Yeah, 19 years was, I think, December 12th, I think, something like that. We had our anniversary. 19 years of broadcasting. We were, of course, the uh, we're on the internet on kdix.net. That's their their website, and then also it's being picked up by Holy Ghost Radio Channel Two. We've got um, people listening tonight. We've got Stormy listening from the Philippines. Just email me. Good to have him listening. We have uh, Brother Griffith listening from Colorado Springs is that right no where are you listening from I, I I lost it here we've got um we've got Pastor Schuler and his family or his wife listening from Grafton tonight so far you can text me and let me know that you're listening 701-290-7862 hey Jackson's listening tonight and his aunt Becky good to have them listening the um so we've got a bunch of people texting already and we would like you to be part of this broadcast you can text me 701-290-7862 or you could email me robertsimons58 at gmail.com just to let you know that that uh, we of course you from dickinson probably already know this but we moved into our our new church building about well we started having services about 10 months ago we bought the top portion of the Elks building, which is right on Interstate 94. Uh, we have, seems like we've got all kinds of visitors every Sunday and Wednesdays there. And uh, it's kind of neat, but some of it's just the location. We've had a lot of people just see our sign on the interstate. We got, we, I told the Keith signs, I said, I want a really loud sign that you can see from the interstate. And they made a giant sign for us. And we've got it all lit up now. And so it's pretty neat when I ask visitors, how'd you find us? And some of them say, we just saw your sign. We've got um, the Torres family listening tonight from Fargo. We've got, um, let's see, who is this? Um, hmm, let's see, boy, I got all, I better not just think and try to talk at the same time, but a lot of people listening. We've got some Woodses listening in Beulah, Gunner, Uriah listening in Harvey tonight, and, uh, I would imagine Jeff and Shalista maybe too. So we've got uh, people from all over texting us. And tonight I'm going to do a really basic broadcast tonight, but I'm going to prove scripturally what a big deal the baptism of the Holy Ghost really is. And I'm going to spend some time. I've got a lot of scripture here in front of me. But you, not only the New Testament, but the Old Testament prophesies about it. And so tonight, I'm going to tell you that the Pentecostal experience, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, is all over the New Testament. And if you're going to a church that doesn't promote it, preach it, believe it, um, you're really you're really missing out. 
the um, the uh, there is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the scripture here in just a little bit, but one of the reasons that we moved to Dickinson to start a Pentecostal church is because we wanted people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, something miraculous happens to you, not only to help you live for God, but something even at the moment miraculous happens to you. And I'm going to show that. I'm going to prove that tonight. I want you, if you're in a place where you can get your Bible, try to follow along with me. I want to uh, get that. I want to just really bring that out to you. I don't know if, if we're going to be, I know Abe's going to be playing some music on CD. I don't know for sure if he's going to be playing anything on his guitar tonight, but he might. But we'll just see how this goes. I want to start with your attention. Turn to Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. This is the first instance where this particular scripture is mentioned, and this scripture is mentioned in all four Gospels and the book of Acts twice. So at least six times in the Bible this is mentioned. It's a big deal. The baptism of the Holy Ghost, the reality of the Holy Ghost baptism is a big deal. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water. Now just remember this. They thought maybe John the Baptist was the Messiah. And he was telling them, no, I'm not the Messiah. There's somebody coming after me that is the Messiah. But John the Baptist said in Matthew 3.11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This Baptism of the Holy Ghost is what our program is about tonight. Now, when John the Baptist said this, he was John the Baptist had a a uh, powerful ministry himself. But what he was saying here is, I I baptize you with water. In other words, John the Baptist was immersing people with water. That's what baptism means. You're immersed. But he said, somebody's coming after me that's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This is talking about Jesus. This is alluding to the day of Pentecost. And this is a spectacular and a notable event that will happen to people when they're baptized with the Spirit. Now, there are people, and I want to just say this right away, in entire church denominations that do not promote the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why they don't, I have my own ideas why they don't, why these churches dismiss it. Uh, and I could name churches that do not promote the baptism of the Holy Spirit in a Bible way. I could name them. Uh, they don't promote it. They don't believe in it. I don't know if I should name them. The old, the uh, station manager, the station owner, um, the uh, that used to be here, told me, Pastor Bob, please don't name church denominations. He told me, uh, Lee Lee's told me that. He said, don't do that. So I've been trying not to do that, and maybe I won't. But I'm going to tell you, the church that you're going to may not emphasize the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
And why they don't could be because they've never seen anybody receive it. Or maybe they don't know anybody that's ever received it. They This baptism of the Holy Spirit that we're going to talk about that's in the Bible tonight is for us today. But there are some churches that say it was only for the apostles. There are many churches that do not promote the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And here's my theory. Like, if you've ever been to Europe and seen some of those great cathedrals in Europe that are so awe-inspiring when you walk in them, I think they built those cathedrals because they needed something to inspire people because they lost the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I think some people don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it's something you have to seek, and they want everything to happen easy. Some people have turned, some churches have turned the baptism of the Holy Spirit into somebody just touching you on the head and saying you've got it. And that's not what it is. Tonight I want to talk about why Pentecostals make such a big deal out of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is more than just believing. It's more than just water baptism. It's more than just a slow coming to and a learning about God. And the scriptures that I read tonight are only going to skim the surface of the New Testament scriptures that talk about the amazing, powerful experience that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. John said that Jesus was going to pour out Holy Ghost, a baptism of Holy Ghost and fire on his disciples. Jesus himself in John chapter 7, I mean, let me read this to you, John seven thirty seven. It says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus' own disciples did not have the baptism of the Holy Spirit when Jesus was walking with them on this earth. And he was pointing to a phenomenal event that would happen after he died and rose again. You know, um, this is a good place to break. I'll have Abe play portion of a song here tonight, but if you are interested in knowing about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you to keep listening tonight, because this is for us today. In the foothills of North Dakota, just outside of town, A preacher was sent, he put up a tent and throwed sawdust on the ground. He laid some boards upon some blocks and those were to be his pews. And from the bottom of a barrel turned upside down is where he would deliver the news. Now the very first night of the meeting, the crowd was rather small. Just one old Indian by the name of Joe and he stayed to hear it all. That preacher preached for a solid hour, but what intrigued Joe the most was the place where he read from the book of Acts about tongues and the Holy Ghost. 
When the preacher finished, Joe came forward with a beautiful knife and sheath. He said, God, you give Joe Holy Ghost, he give you knife to keep. Well, needless to say, nothing happened. The next night, the number was ten. And when the preacher gave the altar call, here came old Joe again. This time he had a handmade blanket, a beautiful knife and sheath. He said, God, you give Joe Holy Ghost, he give you blanket and knife to keep. Well, needless to say, nothing happened and Joe went away with a frown. The next evening in front of 36 people, old Indian Joe came down. This time he had a tomahawk, a bow and arrow, a pipe, a handmade blanket, a beautiful knife and sheath. He said, God, you give Joe Holy Ghost, he give you all this to keep. Well, needless to say, nothing happened and Joe packed up all of his goods. They heard him mumbling, Joe tried to trade fair as he disappeared into the woods. Now the tent was filled to capacity the next evening to the preacher's delight. But what he didn't know, they came to see Joe and to see if the price is right. And right down through the middle of that tent came a pinto pony, a tomahawk, a bow and arrow, a pipe, a handmade blanket, a beautiful knife and sheath. He said, God, you give Joe Holy Ghost, he give you all this to keep. Well, needless to say, nothing happened and old Joe began to nod. And then the tears ran down his leather face as he raised his hands to God. He said, God, Joe always been very good trader. Now Joe's hair is white like snow. And if you give Joe Holy Ghost, Joe will give you Joe. Well, needless to say, the Holy Ghost came and Joe was quickly filled. God let him keep the pinto pony, the tomahawk, the bow and arrow, the knife, and the blanket to keep out the chill. Well, Joe didn't want that old pipe and neither did God, so he threw it as far as he could throw. Now the people in the foothills of North Dakota will never forget the trade between God and Indian Joe. You can have the Holy Ghost, too. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota. We're talking about the the baptism, the reality of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus was telling his disciples before he ascended into heaven in verse 4, it says, "And, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. This is what Jesus was talking about in John 7 that I had just read before that that um, song uh, by Brother Greg McCool. Jesus said, you've heard about the promise of the Father. This is the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he said, you've heard heard about the promise of the Father. He said, and I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait for it there. And then in verse 5 of Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence or from now. And you know what, folks? This is not about confirmation. This is not about some gradual coming to know God, this is a 
experience that you can have with God. A real experience between you and God, between you and a real God. Jesus said, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. And then in verse 8 of Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So in Acts chapter 1, we see the apostles in Jerusalem, and Jesus, before he he wrote, he, he was, uh, before Jesus ascended into heaven, told his disciples to wait for the promise of the Father. The promise of the Father is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's what it is. We read in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, that they had been there praying together. There was about 120 of them. They had been praying and seeking God. One day, two days, three days, four days, five days. Folks, I'll tell you what. If you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you need to seek after God. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Just because it hasn't happened to you yet doesn't mean it won't. And these people waited for 10 days praying and seeking God. And the Bible said on day 10, the day of Pentecost, it said they were all in one accord in one place. They were all praying together. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is the initial outpouring of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that John the Baptist promised, that Jesus promised, and that now had happened in the book of Acts chapter 2. They were filled with the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, same thing. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We continue in Acts chapter 2, and you'll read that there were questions. People were wondering, what is going on? Some people said, these people are drunk the way they're acting. Let me just tell you this. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, people around you would know that you received it. See, I'm coming against tonight this idea that the baptism of the Holy Spirit happens at when you're baptized as a baby, when you're confirmed. None of that is biblical. None of that is true. It is a real event that when it happens to you, not only will you know what happens to you, but even those around you would know that it happens to you. And I'm going to tell you this, that most of the churches in Dickinson, North Dakota, do not experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit the way the Bible teaches it. And and I am proving to you tonight through Scripture that this is a phenomenal experience that you can have with God. It's for all believers. God wants you to be filled with His Spirit. So in Acts chapter 2 and verse 15, people were wondering, what's going on? These people are drunk. And Peter got up and said, These are not drunk as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day, nine in the morning. 
But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. You see, this baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you're missing this, you need to start seeking after it now. You know, as we read, if you're just tuning in tonight, this is Pastor Bob, the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. We're talking about the baptism, the reality of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 2, it goes on in verse 33. And Peter said, Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, he's preaching about Jesus, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this which you now see and hear. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's something that will happen that you can see and hear. And if that's not happened to you, God wants you to be filled with His Spirit. Went on in Acts chapter 2. Just let me finish Acts chapter 2 here. It says, uh, he kept preaching about Jesus. And it said, now when they heard this, in Acts 2.37, they were pricked in their heart. In other words, their conscience bothered them. And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise, this is the promise of the Father, is unto you and to your children and to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The promise of the Father, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, did not die with the apostles like some church te- churches teach. But it is being poured out today, and it's being poured out all over this world. It's being poured out in Dickinson, North Dakota, and God wants you to be filled with it. Before this program's over tonight, I'm going to tell you how to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The... Um, um, We've got um, Brother and Sister Burling listening tonight. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, I might get to that, what they just said. If you want to be part of this program, text me, 701-290-7862. We're talking about the reality of the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight. Abe's going to play a portion of a song, and I'll just get my wits about me and come right back in. Like the fire. 
Listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show tonight. We're talking about the reality of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is a real experience you can have with God if you've not received it yet. This program tonight is not about comforting you because you have not received it yet. It's to encourage you and admonish you that if you seek God, He can fill you with His Spirit, just like the Bible says. In Acts chapter 8 and verse 15, or excuse me, in Acts chapter 8, we read a very interesting story of how Philip went to preach in Samaria. And the Bible said that the people believed, the city of Samaria believed. Uh, there were miracles done in the city by Philip, and people were baptized in the name of Jesus. But there's something missing in this revival in Samaria. And that same thing that was missing there may be missing in your church. Let me read it to you. Acts chapter 8 and verse 15. It says that Philip called for the apostles. He called for Peter and John to come to Samaria. And and, and here's what it's going to tell us why they came. It said, who, when they were come down, prayed for them, prayed for those that from from Samaria, that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Verse 16, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon the sorcerer saw that through the laid on of the apostles' hands that the Holy Ghost was given, he offered money, saying, Give me also this power that on whosoever I lay hands he may receive the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 8 is one of the greatest proofs in the Bible that you can know that you received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Philip knew, even though these people had an experience with God, they came to God in repentance, they were baptized in the name of Jesus, there was great joy in the city. But the Bible says nobody in Samaria had received the Holy Ghost. Philip called for Peter and John to come and pray for these people so that they could receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when they prayed for them, they saw that they received it. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Acts chapter 10, we read where Peter was preaching to Cornelius' family. Cornelius was a non-Jew. He was a Gentile. And I don't, I'm not going to get into all this tonight, but this was a big deal. This, this, these Jews didn't know they should go and visit the Gentiles in their homes. But Peter, through a miraculous event, a vision, and an angel that came to Cornelius, ended up at Cornelius' home. In Acts chapter 10, we read of Peter preaching to Cornelius and his family. And in verse 44, the Bible says, While Peter yet spoke these words, The Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision, the Jews, which believed, were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water, 
that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Do you see what Peter's saying here? These people got the Holy Ghost just the way we did, and now they need to be baptized. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Later we read in Acts chapter 11 that Peter was questioned by the other church leaders, why did you go into this Gentile's home? Peter rehearsed the entire story in Acts chapter 11. And in verse 15, this is what Peter told these other Jews. He said, and as I begin to speak, he's telling about what had happened previously at Cornelius' house. And as I begin to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us, who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? Peter said that Cornelius's house, his family, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, just like we did on the day of Pentecost. And do you know that God's still pouring it out today? This is a big deal. Tonight, this program, I'm aiming it, I'm zeroing in on people that have walked with God. You're fine people. You're sincere people. But you've did not realize that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for us today and that you can have it. That's that's who this program is for today. This Pentecostal experience is all over the New Testament. I promise you, I'm only scratching the surface tonight. You can find it in the epistles, the letters that Paul wrote. You can find, uh, you can, I mean... This, he talks about the earnest of our inheritance. He talks about being sealed with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All through the the book of Acts, all through the, the epistles, starting with the book of Romans, all the way through, you're going to see the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 19. It says, Paul had come to Ephesus, and he found some believers there that had heard about Jesus through the disciples of John the Baptist. And this is the question that the Apostle Paul asked these believers in Ephesus, Acts chapter 19 and verse 2, he said, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto Paul, We've not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Paul said unto them, Unto what were you baptized? They said to John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. 
and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. You know, this baptism of the Holy Ghost is for you. These people hadn't even heard it. My question to you is the same question that Paul had. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Good to have Eli's friend Wade listening tonight to us. Good to have you with with us tonight. Just texted me. And I got a text from our, our team went, that went down to the ladies' prison ministry. He, had, he spoke of Acts 15, or he had 15 ladies in the service, spoke on the Holy Ghost. Just like what I'm preaching tonight. That's a good topic to speak on, Brother Pat. The Apostle Paul said in, in 1 Thessalonians 1 and 5, he said, Our gospel came not unto you in word only, but in power and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. You know, tonight, my radio show is not about comforting those that do not have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. My program tonight is about encouraging you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Good to have everybody that's listening to me. Some of you have texted me, 701-290-7862. Good to have Yvonne listening tonight from Bowman. Good to have the Lees listening tonight from Dickinson. Good to have Brother and Sister Gubrud listening from the Valley City area. The Burlings tonight from Park River, North Dakota. Lori from South Hart. Good to have you guys all listening tonight. Did I say Uriah? Uriah is listening tonight from Harvey. You know, this, it's a big deal this baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the promise is unto you. You know, the promise is unto you. You know, this, this, um, you know what, I'm, Abe, why don't you play just a quick song on there, and I'm just going to just gather my wits here together. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show radio program tonight, and I'm going to be right back. We might only play a portion of a song. Way back in the country, in the woods of Illinois Back where Abraham Lincoln used to run as a boy Every Sunday night you can follow the crowd To that Pentecost church on the outskirts of town Owls are white, we're running and the seats are comfy I'll show you how we have church out here in the country Now that's the way 
get to know Take a little advice from someone who knows There's life-changing power in the Holy Ghost You better take your truck Cause the road's a little bumpy But that's the way we have church Out here in the country Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, good to have you listening tonight. One of my listeners said to make sure to tell you Acts eleven fourteen. One of the reasons that Peter went to Cornelius' house, because he was going to tell them words whereby they should be saved. Tonight I'm telling you those same words. You need to repent of your sins. Be baptized in the name of Jesus, and God can fill you with his spirit. There are so many, uh, this is, an, I feel inadequate tonight. I feel like I'm not doing the topic justice tonight. But I want you to know there is more than just believing. There's more than just repentance. There's more than just being sincere. There's more than even water baptism, which is, certainly a part of a plan of salvation. But you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and it's for all of us. So how do you receive this baptism of the Holy Spirit? This big deal that Pastor Bob's been talking about this whole broadcast. This this thing where Peter said the promise is for you. It's for you. How do you receive it? Well, I wouldn't be very fair to this topic if I didn't tell you how. The first step to receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is you must surrender your life to God through confession of your sins to God and true repentance. You need to to, uh, clean up your life. You need to, uh, uh, that's something you need to do. This idea that you don't have any part of your salvation, that's not true. Because if that was true, then everybody would be saved. Because it's certainly God's will that everyone's saved. The reason everyone's not saved is because everybody doesn't want to be saved. That's the only reason. The Bible said God's not willing that any should perish, but we know that people are going to perish. You've got to surrender your life to God. You confess your sins to God, and you repent of those sins. You're sorry to God for your sins, and repentance means you're so sorry that you change your life. And you need to start living a clean, honest, and sincere life. And you're never going to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit until you 
repent. Now, it doesn't take years to repent. It doesn't. But I'm telling you, you're not going to get anywhere with God if, you, if you're not going to surrender your life to God. And I don't care what kind of fake experience you have. It's not going to be the real Holy Ghost until you truly repent. And I, I, I've got so much scripture for that. Let me just tell you something about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Just because some people and some religious organizations have turned the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the real baptism of the Holy Ghost, into a charade, doesn't mean that it's not real. The real, the real baptism. There are people that, that, uh, you know, I believe the initial evidence of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost is you'll speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, but you don't need to be taught to speak with tongues. We don't seek speaking with tongues. We seek the Lord. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. But the first step, I can't emphasize it enough, your first step to receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost is repentance. Surrender your life to God. That's the first step. And that, for some people, is not very easy. But if you don't take that first step, you might as well not even listen to the rest of what I'm going to say because repentance which is a surrendering of our will to God. Learning to say, yes, sir, to God. Which the word amen means in Hebrew. It means, yes, sir. So be it. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is the greatest gift that you can ever receive. But you'll never receive it unless you repent. I know I've said that over and over and over again. But I I can't. I'll tell you, any Pentecostal movement that neglects to tell people this, their experience with God will not be real. Because you must repent to receive His Spirit. Step number two to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit is you need to obey and follow God's Word. And that includes being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, we read earlier of Cornelius receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and then being baptized in water. So that does happen. But, but if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want to, I want to strongly suggest if you're living a repented lifestyle that you are baptized in the name of Jesus. Because that's what Peter said in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now here again, there's 90% of the churches in Dickinson, North Dakota, that don't even preach about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I don't know how to say that in a nice way. I really don't. They don't preach about it. They don't encourage it. They tell you you're okay without it. But if God has this baptism of the Holy Ghost for you, don't you want it? So number one, you repent. Number two, you obey and follow God's word, which includes being baptized in the name of Jesus. And number three, 
if you haven't received it at that point already, you need to start to seek God, worship God. You know, Jesus said that you're going to find him if you seek him. In, in, in Luke chapter 11, Jesus said, knock and the door will be open. Ask, you know, and you'll, be, you'll, you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. And this is how he ended that in Luke eleven thirteen. He was talking about if you seek after God and ask him, he said, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? You see, if you seek after God, you'll receive it. Don't be satisfied. Don't settle for less. You start praying, Jesus, I want this same baptism of the Holy Spirit that you gave the believers in the Bible. I want this same baptism of the Holy Spirit that Pastor Bob's talking about tonight. One of the reasons I think people don't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit is because there's a lazy, no-care attitude in our country. People want everything given to them. They won't seek after they won't uh, desire. They just are lazy. I don't think you'll receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with that lazy attitude. That's why some whole churches don't receive it. You know, we uh, had a visitor at our church on Wednesday night. A man just moved to town, started working here, and uh, came to our church Wednesday night. Said that I've been. He said I've been. I've, I lived in Alaska. He said I. Live far away from a lot of people. He said, I was 70 miles from the closest church. It was a Baptist church. And he said, when I came here tonight, I felt the power of God and I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, the Baptist church I went to never talked about it. And he said, and I've been looking for a church like this for many years. You have to be around people that believe it. You really do. You know, um, there there are instances where people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit when they're all by themselves. I, I believe that. But generally, you'll find in the Bible that it's other people. Like, so, I, you know, I'm on step four. Step number one, surrender, repent. Step number two, obey and follow God's word. Step number three, seek God with all your heart. And don't be lazy. Even the apostles waited 10 days to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mary, the mother of Jesus, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. She had, didn't have it before. Neither did Peter and John and James. None of those guys had it before. And 10 days they sought the Lord and they received it. In America, if we seek the Holy Ghost for 10 minutes, we think we're doing something great. 10 days. And then number four... Pray with, be prayed for by Holy Ghost-filled believers. Get around others that are filled with the Holy Ghost. It's contagious. This morning, there was a young boy that was refilled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost at our church. Was anybody filled with the Holy Ghost at your church this morning? I'm talking to you Methodists, Lutherans. Catholics. I'm talking to, to you Episcopalians and Baptists today. 
Did anybody in church this morning receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost the way the Bible says? Something that was so phenomenal that happened to them. An experience with God that's more than believing and more than water baptism. Because six times in the Bible, it says John baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I know of one church in town that believes it. It's the New Life Pentecostal Church at 501 Elks Drive. We believe it. You know, you know, we, we sing a song in our church, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. There's something about the Holy Ghost, I can't explain it, but I've got it. And you can have it if you want it. Got Abe in the studio just patiently waiting to do his part of the program here today. While I read my text, he's going to tell you some ways to get a hold of us during the week. Well, we are from the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. And if you'd like some information about us and about our church, um, you know, get a pen or something and write this down. Um, Sunday morning, there's Sunday school at 10 o'clock a.m., and that's a Sunday school for the kids, and also there's a adult Sunday school, open discussion Bible study, every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. The worship service is at 11 o'clock a.m., and that's, um, that's at the New Life Pentecostal Church. The address is 501 Elks Drive. Um, we also have a service on Wednesday night. That's our next service, uh, and uh, the time for that is 7.30 um, every Wednesday night. Um, if you're from the Beulah area, there's a church called the Truth Community Church. It's an apostolic church, and uh, the address to that church is 223rd Street Northwest, and that's in Beulah, North Dakota, the Truth Community Church. Um, they have services on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. and Sunday school on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Um, that's in Beulah. If you were from the beach area, there's a, uh, an apostolic service every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center, and that's at 7.30 p.m. Beach Community Center every Tuesday night. If you're from Bowman, North Dakota, um, there's the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Um, the address to the church there is 18 North Main. Um, Brother Seth is the pastor there, and they have service every Thursday night. The address to that church is 18 North Main. That's the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. If you're um, wanting more information on any of these uh, services or or just about about us, you can contact Pastor Bob Simons. His um, email is Robert Simons. 58 at gmail.com or you can call or text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. Thank you, Abe, and um, thank you so much for listening tonight. I want to end our broadcast by just thank you for all the texts, also the people that texted and emailed tonight. Appreciate you listening, and uh, I really do. I'm honored that you would listen to this broadcast. 
You know, uh, many years ago in our old church when we were on, we were on 105 7th Avenue West, my wife and I had, uh, through a strange series of events, met some people in Weibo, Montana. And we started having a home Bible study with these people. They owned a bar there in Weibo called the Rainbow Bar. And there were two couples and, uh, and there were some children involved. We started having Bible studies. And they were going to a church that did not baptize in Jesus' name. And during the Bible study, we showed them baptism in Jesus' name. They came to our church in Dickinson, were baptized in Jesus' name, and started attending on Sundays in Dickinson. These were bar owners of a bar in Weibo, Montana. And one day at the end of the service, I was just playing a simple song on my guitar and singing. And and uh, we closed the service, and I get I got home, and I got a phone call from the one of the bar owners, one of the adults, and she said, "Jimmy wanted me to call you and tell you what happened in church." And I said, "Well, what happened in church?" She said, "Jimmy, we were singing that song with you at the end of the service, and Jimmy started listening to himself singing." And found out he wasn't singing in English anymore. But he was singing in a language that he didn't know. And Jimmy received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And here's the song that I was singing that Sunday morning. And maybe you could sing it along with me too. It goes like this. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. I give all myself to you, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord, here I am. Let your spirit move within me, here I am. Sing it with me. Here I am, Lord. I am I give all myself to you Lord here I am here I am Lord here I am let your spirit move within me here I am Jesus, tonight, as we close our broadcast, God, I pray that I've put something inside of people's hearts and minds to be hungry, to be thirsty for this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask you to help people, Lord, to not be satisfied with their walk with you until they've received this gift that you've promised us, that you're still pouring out today on everybody that's hungry for it. And Lord, I just ask you to help us and help those that are listening. Lord, so many that are listening, God, maybe have backgrounds that have never even heard about this before or even have said things against it. But God, I just pray that tonight they will open their Bible, open their heart, and realize that this is still for us today, for all those that are hungry for it. We just pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you, and next Sunday night will be a special 
Tell It Like It Is program with a special speaker. So um, you don't want to miss that. God bless you. Good night. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.